0: Hello, welcome to this episode of New Horizons, episode number 699. I'm Vaughan Benison. Thanks once again for your company. This week, our focus is on Queensland. We've spoken several times in the last few years on New Horizons with members of the Brisbane branch of uh, BCA. Recently, though, the Brisbane branch and the Toowoomba branches have taken the decision to close down and amalgamate into a Queensland state branch. Julianne Bell, a member of the Queensland Steering Committee, has more to say on this. Welcome back to New Horizons.
1: Thanks, Vaughan. It's great to be back again.
0: Just before we talk about what's happening with the Brisbane and Toowoomba branches of Blind Citizens Australia, let's focus on you for a moment. What's your involvement with Blind Citizens Australia been?
1: Well, I've known about BCA or Blind Citizens Australia since I was a young person. uh, And I've probably not had any feelings, positive or negative, towards BCA I just knew it existed. And um, it wasn't until I needed BCA's services that it really sort of became front of mind for me. And that was about four years ago when I had an advocacy issue. And even though BCA weren't able to solve the problem for me, their empathy and kindness and understanding were invaluable. And I realized that this was a resource that I really hadn't been availing myself of. And I decided to get a little bit more involved. Unfortunately, it took me until lockdown until BCA launched their join for free campaign for me to actually get my act together and join. But I did do that. And then uh, after that, I've, I've had a little bit of involvement in uh, conversations like the one that's been played on New Horizons and in a few other little ways. So it's been a really nice little journey so far.
0: And you're from Brisbane originally, but uh, currently you're not living there.
1: That's right. I lived my whole life essentially in Brisbane, but now I live in Kingaroy in in, uh, rural Queensland or regional Queensland. It's probably not rural. Some people like to tell me I'm not rural enough. Um, But yeah, Kingaroy is the peanut capital of Australia. And uh, I live here because they needed a singing teacher and so I've got forty vocal students that I see every week. So I'm I'm really very busy.
0: That's quite remarkable, especially given the relatively small population. You know, I mean, even having forty students in Brisbane would be fairly significant. But in a in a, I guess you could call it a country area. Yes. Uh, you know, that's really quite remarkable. Do you have any blind students currently?
1: Not at the moment. I have had some blind students before. I. Uh, I sometimes worry about my ability to teach blind students or at least their parents do because I'm quite visual and I point at things and I use my hands a lot and I'm very gestural and it's because I've spent so much time teaching sighted students and conducting choirs full of sighted people that I, uh, I forget that I don't need to do all of that when I'm teaching blind people so I, th- I think I worry parents a little bit. So in between being a choral conductor and a voice teacher, I also run World Access for the Blind Australia, which is a not-for-profit that teaches flash sonar. So we've been fairly quiet because of lockdown, but we're really hoping hoping that um, when things settle down, our American instructors will be able to come back and visit us again. So I'm rather looking forward to that.
0: And of course, World Access for the Blind is uh, no stranger to this program. About five years ago, we spoke with uh, Daniel Kish, and that was a really fascinating interview. Um, And it's also something that I've followed very closely because uh, I'm very, uh, very strong on uh, orientation and mobility and independent travel and things like that. And I'm fascinated by anything that encourages people and helps people to be as independent as they possibly can. So, you know, are are you finding that there's a lot of that happening at the moment?
1: Not really. Lockdown and COVID have really changed things. I think people are very reluctant to head out by themselves with all the social distancing issues they're facing. We're also competing with technology. There's a lot of people now trying to design, you know, canes that will do everything for you, including making you a cup of coffee and and um, other devices that will take the place of your own skill set. And so we have to compete with that. As far as I'm concerned. The reason I love what we do is because your ears and your tongue, if they're working, you're fine. It doesn't cost you anything and they don't tend to break down. So I do tend to be a supporter of te- of, of tools that are easily accessed by everybody and don't require technology to do it.
0: What we're here to talk to today is the branches in Brisbane and Toowoomba. There have been quite a number of branches in Queensland over the years, uh, including one in the uh, Wide Bay area, um, Bundaberg sort of area, um, one in Cairns that was, uh, I forget what they called it, but uh, was run for quite some time by Alan McClintock. And there have been branches, um, as far as I know, uh, further out west as well. So at the moment, my understanding is that there are only the two branches. Perhaps you could um, speak a little bit to the, the history there and what's been happening.
1: You're absolutely right. Um, For the last few years, we've had a Brisbane branch and a Toowoomba branch. And at the last AGM of the Brisbane branch, the branch members were unable to um, find people to fill the role of president or coordinator. And so there was a real risk that the branch would be dissolved because um, if you don't have a committee, well, essentially you don't have a branch. And a few of us were quite concerned about that. Uh, I I actually attended the Brisbane AGM just, really just out of interest and I'm I'm very glad I did because a few of us then got together for a couple of meetings and just discussed the possibility of having a Queensland branch. Now, in order to do that, we needed to talk with the Toowoomba branch because we certainly didn't want them to feel as though we were trying to run over them in a sense. And they, uh, while they've been thriving and doing quite well, they were very happy to amalgamate with us because they saw strength in numbers and uh, they were very, very comfortable for us to amalgamate and look at the process to form a Queensland branch.
0: And there have been several meetings about the formation of these branches uh, in the last few months. And and of course, like any uh, change to branches in Blind Citizens Australia, it needs to go before the board uh, for ratification. And that was done recently. So congratulations to you and the other members of the steering committee for your work and uh, getting it through to this process.
1: Thanks very much. It was It wasn't so difficult when you had such a good steering committee, Mark Musket and Joyce Jones and I worked really well together and we were able to put together the necessary documents that the board needed, which included some correspondence from both branches and a proposal moving forward as to how the branch would be run. And so um, we were able to do all that and the board seemed happy with what we presented, so that's exciting.
0: Information has gone out recently around this and uh, specifically relating to an annual general meeting coming up uh, fairly shortly, where I imagine uh, the inaugural committee will be elected.
1: That's right. Our meeting's going to be on the 20th of March at 3pm Queensland time. So nice to have a meeting that's in Queensland time. So often they're not, and it really messes with my head. I don't know about anybody else. But it'll be lovely to have a meeting in my own time zone. And we will be looking for nominations from the floor for the committee members so President, Vice President, Secretary, Treasurer, committee members Um, and we're really hopeful that we'll be able to fill those positions from the floor. Um, Just because the steering committee has been doing the work that we've been doing I wouldn't want anybody to get the idea that we in fact are the branch committee because we certainly aren't. Our job was literally to steer the proposal through the waters of of submission and acceptance and that's what we've done. And so our job is essentially over and now we're looking for a, a whole new branch committee to to sort of take the reins. And you know, even if you've never been on any kind of committee before, BCA is a really good place to get your feet wet because there is so much support. Um, the board of directors, our beautiful CEO past presidents and committee members are always ready and willing to support new people. So it's a wonderful place to learn about what it is to run a not-for-profit organization because essentially that's what we're doing. And there's a lot of invaluable skills that people can take from being a part of that process.
0: And of course, it's not necessary to live in Brisbane or Toowoomba to be a part of this branch. This uh, branch covers the entirety of Queensland. Uh, It's uh, what we're generally referring to as a state branch.
1: Absolutely. We've, We've made it very explicit in the proposal that the borders of the Queensland branch are in fact the borders of Queensland, the state borders of Queensland. And we would welcome as diverse and as wide-ranging a group of people as possible to be part of the branch. I'd love it if people from some of the islands could get involved. I know there are blind people living out on some of those islands. And as long as they've got internet, they can join us via Zoom. I, I can't see meetings changing from a virtual platform for some time because of COVID and even if they do because of the nature of our branch I would certainly be pushing for there always to be a virtual way to join the meeting so that even if you're not in Brisbane or Cairns or Toowoomba or the Gold Coast or the Sunshine Coast you can still be a, an active part of the branch community.
0: Mm, I think that's really important and I, I think there's been a lot of evidence to suggest that being a part of things like this is really uh, has really positive results for people's mental health uh, and it gives people an opportunity to talk about issues that affect them in their area. Are there things at the moment, Julianne, that you feel will be, um, I guess you could say, first cab off the rank to be tackled by this new branch?
1: I know that we're going to be keeping our eye on a lot of the work that BCA is doing in terms of the taxi subsidy and some work that's happening with Queensland Rail. I know the branch is gonna be really wanting to know what's going on there. Me personally, I wanna see us as soon as humanly possible, find a way for us to get together, even if it's in small groups. But I think that there's nothing that quite beats that face-to-face contact with people. And so many of us have missed that during lockdown. Um, I I think Queensland has been very fortunate that that we haven't suffered in the way our our Southern uh, brothers and sisters have. But I know that just because of travel being a little bit different, people haven't been able to meet each other, and I'd like to see that change if we can and and find ways for us to get together, even if it is just in regional hubs. But yeah, we'll certainly be keeping an eye on the work of the policy and advocacy team, um, particularly in relation to the railways and the taxi subsidies and things like that that are really important to our members.
0: Well, Julianne, I wish you the best of luck with the uh, annual general meeting to come and uh, also with the future of, uh, I guess, you know, it's really a very uh, tough process mounting a new branch and, and organising a new committee. So are you going to be in, continue to be involved yourself?
1: I would like to be able to take a step back, but I will certainly remain an active member of the branch and I'll help out wherever I can.
0: Excellent. Well, good luck with it. Thank you. And that AGM is coming up on the 20th of March. If you'd like more information, you can contact Blind Citizens Australia. Details at the end of the program. Janine Sadhu, the President of the National Women's Branch, has been in touch, asking us to mention a couple of items that are coming up over the next few weeks. And if you too have anything you'd like featured on New Horizons, please let me know. Email new.horizons at bca.org.au, new.horizons at bca.org.au. On Wednesday, the 17th of March, the National Women's Branch is holding its uh, next in the series of Women Talks teleconference. And this one is talking about education at home. So talking about homeschooling, helping students with homework and other home education related tasks. If that's something that interests you, then you can uh, let the Women's Branch know. Email nwb at bca.org.au nwb at bca.org.au or you can contact Blind Citizens Australia's head office details at the end of the program. If you're interested in books, the uh, Women's Branch Book Club is coming up on Wednesday the 31st of March. That's at half past seven in the evening. By the way, all of these times are mentioned in Eastern Daylight Saving Time. I'll let you work out what that is in your time zone. As I said, Wednesday at half past seven for the National Women's Branch Book Club and this time they're talking about the Coral Society by Prue Leith. That's available through the Vision Australia Library. If you've not read it, I'm sure it's available elsewhere as well if you uh, need to find an accessible copy. You might want to look at things like Audible and uh, iBooks and things like that. But uh, that's coming up on the 31st of March. Once again, if you want to take part in either of those activities, contact nwb at bca.org.au. If you'd like to contact BCA to register your interest by phone one 33 660 is the phone number one 660 and if you'd rather send an email bca at bca.org.au bca at bca.org.au I'm Vaughn Benison I'll talk to you again next week We'll achieve the realisation of a dream. of our dreams, of our dreams.